Hello and welcome to another Hockey with Helena podcast. This edition focuses on Chris Chelios, whose role this season has been to work with the Detroit Red Wings defense as an assistant coach. Chelios reveals what job doesn't suit him, what job he'd like to have, dissects the defenseman in Detroit and in the minors, and gives his side on how Chris Draper came to occupy Chelios's office at Joe Louis Arena. First, I talked to defenseman Brendan Smith and how he has benefited from Chelios's unique presence. I'm here with Brendan Smith. Brendan, you've had a very famous defenseman helping you out uh, this season with Chris Chelios. What kind of impact has he had on you? Well, Chris has been a has been a big impact for me. He's uh, kind of been my mentor right from Grand Rapids, right when I was there. He uh, kind of took on the job, and uh, he's helped me with my my progression a great deal. And um, Maybe myself more than some of the other guys because he was around uh, right when when he started. I was just kind of coming into Grand Rapids, and and now him being a coach, it's just it's it's molded very well for myself. And he's got so many tips that that only Hall of Famers have. And then so he teaches these things that uh, that have have better 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 my game and especially the guys on the, on the team. And um, it's kind of like one of those things like you when you get to practice with Pavel Datsuk, you, you pick up these little tips that you never knew or, or thought you could do and, and, and you try them out and you, and you get better at them. And that's something that Chelly will, will help me with and, and give me some scenarios and help my game. And I'll try them in practice and I'll work on them in the game and it just it makes me a better player. So having a source like that where he's arguably the best American defenseman born, he's one of the best defensemen ever, to have that to pull from is, it's like having that dictionary in the back of your pocket when, when you're looking for, for that word. He's just, he's there, he's that source, and he's, and he's very personable, so he'll, he'll help you in any sense. And uh, I know everybody uses those, those cliches, be like a sponge, but you're, you're, you really are. You really are trying to grab, grasp as much as you can from him because uh, he is so good and he knows he's done it for so long. What, what, is there one particular area you think maybe you've really um, advanced under his tutelage or something you've really gotten better at? It's hard to, to pinpoint one thing because there's been so many. Like I feel like you get, he must get sick and tired of me sometimes. But there's, if there's one that I can like kind of point out, it's a lot of things, um, uh, my positioning without the puck, uh, good plays where we're learning when to, to kind of cross-check or box the guy out early so he doesn't beat you back to the net. Just little, there's little things with good pivots and good sticks and, and, and when to be aggressive in some areas and when not to. It's just he's done it for 20-some years when he played and then he's been around the game for so long that he knows how to do it. And I think it's helped my game a lot. And that's just one area. There's so many other areas I, I, could, I could talk, I go for hours, but that's, that's one area that I, I feel that um, has helped my game because... I think one of the areas I needed to improve on was my play without the puck. Is it fair to say his personality is part of the charm? Oh, for sure. I mean, that is that is the charm. He's 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 chill just because of who he is, and and I think that's the one thing I was trying to trying to tell you is when I think he'd get sick of me by all the things that we, we do and talk and ask about, but that he loves it. So that's just that charm. That's that excitement. He he wants you to come to him. He wants you. To, to talk to him about it, and uh, he'll give you his input, and uh, and I think that's that that charm is what makes Chell such a great human being as well as a great coach. Thank you. Yep. Here is my interview with the inimitable Chris Chelius. You'll want to hear his thoughts on individual defensemen and what he is trying to make up for at this point in his life. 
I'm here with Chris Chelius. Chris, what prompted the decision to switch from working mostly with Grand Rapids to more working with the Detroit Red Wings this season? Well, first of all, Jeff Blashill, you know, I've been working with him for three years in Grand Rapids and first in those guys, and we, you know, we had some success there. Uh, it was a way for me to help out the young defensemen and develop them. Um, and then when Jeff got the job, I don't think I would have been, you know, I don't think I would have came if it wasn't for that. Um, I was content there in Grand Rapids, but like I said, uh, I look forward to working with the Wings, and it's, you know, so far it's been a great experience. What's your role during a game? You know, now that they have the, the challenges, um, more involved, uh, you know, with the offsides and the, the goalie interference, and then you know, just there's things you can see from up in the press box that the coaches can't see on the bench. You miss a few things, and even though every once in a while you, you know you'll tell them ten things and only you know get take your input from one of them, it's still you know satisfying and to make a call. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's the head coach and he, he puts in all that time. But it's great that you have some you know say in some of the things, and you know, when you're asked your opinion, you give it. So, for example, during Saturday's game, were you telling them a lot about, I mean, that was pretty bad defensively, a lot of, like, this guy's too far away or stuff like that? Well, I thought we got off to a great, you know, start the first period, you know, the first couple of shifts we, you know, didn't wake up. And then after that, I thought we played really well. We were aggressive. We came out ready. Uh, we were, you know, that was stress. So then... Uh, you know, the second period we come out, we let a couple goals in. You know, Peter will tell you he'd like to have a couple of those back. But, you know, at points, our goaltending has held us in there. At other points, it's been our, our offense. And then, you know, and sometimes, but we haven't had that consistency from everybody. Uh, and, and that's why we're in the, the, the fight that we are. And most teams are in that same boat. How would you evaluate Detroit's defense core? Well, like I said, at, at times we've been, you know, at the top of our game and we've had success. But right now, like I said, it's been a combination of everything. And our defensemen, like, they struggle as our forwards struggle, as our goalies struggle. So, you know, we play as a team. You know, I think at the end of the day, uh, as far as, you know, Blash having accountability, guys working hard, um, that's all you can ask. And uh, at some point, you know, you got to hope and believe that it gets, you know, we can pull it together. Because I think, you know, we have a, our defense, you know, like I said, they've done a pretty good job overall. Nicholas Cronwell has been very open about feeling he doesn't hasn't played very well this season. What do you see going on with him? It's hard, you know. He's had the two, uh, I wouldn't say significant uh, knee injuries, but he did have surgery. It, it doesn't matter, you know. You come off of that, and sometimes it takes longer than you think, even though you feel good and there's no pain. You still don't have your legs underneath you. So, hopefully, we can buy some time here and get Croner a chance to get some minutes, and he can get his legs back and get back in the game. Uh, but again, he, he's a guy. He has had a lot of pride. Uh, sometimes you try and do too much when things aren't going well, and I, I think Croner's done a great job, you know, with what you know the power has been our biggest issue. If we win four more games, we're right in the, the top of that division. So uh, we've we got to get the power play going, and Croner's a big part of that. Of the defense prospects, which ones are you most excited about? Well, there's no question. Guys, you know, it's just a matter of to see when they get their opportunity and if, if they make the most of it. you got to let Jensen Russo's, uh, you know, who probably wasn't a prospect at the beginning either, now could, you know, is a prospect. Um, uh, so, like I said, there's guys there, you know, can they jump in now? Probably not. This isn't the time of the year, but we didn't have the injuries. And, again, there's just only so many spots because of roster and, and cap space. Uh, those guys didn't get their opportunity this year. Alexei Marchenko has been mostly in the lineup, scratched a few games now. What do you like about his game? 
He's a smart defenseman, stay-home defenseman. He's calm with the puck. Uh, again, he's just got a guy that, with experience, hopefully he's going to get better and just be that, that guy who just plays D, moves the puck, and, and he's a, a solid, could be a, a solid top four defenseman that you can match up against any line. Has Mike Green had the impact you guys hoped for when you signed him last summer as far as providing offense and that right-handed shot? Again, at times you can see Greener gets up with the play, he creates opportunities. You know, we, it, there's, it could easily, we could easily have 10, 15 more points had if Puck's gone in, and it sounds like a simple thing, but that's just the case. And uh, you know, we got him here for his offense, we got him here for the power play, but that's, you know, they're a unit. And, uh, you know, we're looking for him to, to somehow we got to turn that thing around. And, and if it's not, you know, now it better be tonight or tomorrow because we're, you know, we're in a dogfight. Um. Right now, your role is, you know, being at home, and you're not on the bench during games. Do you have any interest in being a full-time bench behind the bench and traveling assistant coach? That'd be my first choice. You know, after you know, the, the five years I've been out, I tried management behind Kenny. I didn't like that. I didn't like making decisions on, you know, players' careers, uh, uh, teaching. You know, being behind the bench, being in the room—that's the closest thing to TLB as a player, and I enjoy that a lot. The only thing keeping me from being in a full-time thing is my family. Uh, meeting my kids, my parents, uh, they're getting old. Uh, all the years I played, I missed out on a lot of time, and I'm trying to make up for that now. And now when they need me, you know, physically they're not doing great. And when I can get there, uh, you know, even being four hours away, it's still tough. So I'm um, lucky enough that I have a sister and a brother that now have moved in with them, and it's taken a lot of the burden off. But, you know, for the time being, I'd like to be there for them when I can uh, and spend, you know, their last days with them. I understand you took your father to the game in Chicago earlier this month. Is that correct? Well, the plan was to take him to the game, and then the morning of, he didn't feel good because he was, you know, basically wanted to say his goodbyes to everybody, meaning our team, uh, the people in Chicago. Uh, it ended up being the next day we went to a, a luncheon for the Chicago Blackhawks with the alumni. Uh, probably just as good because I got to see a lot of the old Hawks and a lot of people he hadn't seen for, you know, 20, 30 years. So um, he tries to get to the games. It's just like when you're 87 and not feeling good, it's. Uh, you know, it's hit or miss, but uh, he still hasn't missed one of Jake's games when he plays in town against the Wolves or when he was with the Wolves. So, like, when you get that age, you need something to keep you going, and right now for him it's the grandkids and, you know, in hockey. On a lighter note, how hard was it to give up your office to Chris Draper? Ah, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, Drace, that's been over, but at first uh, Drace rubbed it a little bit. He kept most of my stuff in his room, my American flag hanging. I think I left that just to stick it to him uh, to remind him that he is Canadian uh, by blood. But no, um, I like being in the room with the guys. I like, you know, Tony's great to work with first and all the rest of the guys blast. So uh, I'm not an office guy. I'm a sweatsuit guy, not a suit guy. What is the story behind the flag? I don't know who gave it to me. I think uh, someone who'd served for the country. I, th I think Kim Brody would know better. I think it was, his name was George. I know that. And he, he was a, in the military, and he gave it to me. It's a great-looking flag, and I couldn't think of a better place to put it. But now that the novelty's worn off with uh, drapes taking my office, I might take it and hang it at the chili bar. Seven games left. Will the Wings make the playoffs? I'm going to go out and say, yeah. Uh, just because of the, the guys we got in this room, uh, they know what it takes. Uh, you, you look at it two ways. We're we're, we're right there. Um, you know, we, we were looking in. Now we're you know outside looking in. But again, we got guys like Pav, Hank, Croner, uh, Big E, Howie. You know, they, we've been there. Now that Howie's going to get an opportunity to, to play tonight, so um, I like our chances. You know, we, we 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 don't control our own destiny on paper, but I think we still do. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this edition. You can always check out Freep.com for all the latest and greatest on the Detroit Red Wings, from articles to videos, 
podcast true opinions.